What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Hat Trick Podcast on MyFantasySportsTalk.com. It's your boy, DDT, Dylan davis Serrato on this beautiful Saturday morning. It's so great to get back into this again. You guys were so responsive to the first episode. I thank you guys so much for the support and just for the, the really just the encouragement you guys have been sending me this past week. Uh, it's really been overwhelming for me. This is a really great time to be doing this. Uh, the World Cup is happening. It's been so much uh, excitement going on. It's absolutely uh, incredible the amount of things we've seen in this World Cup. And we're currently right now, we're in the quarterfinals. So unfortunately, I'm recording this a little bit later than I would have liked. But we're definitely just going to take this thing in steps. We're going to talk about the round of 16 this week. Really dive into uh, a lot of a lot of controversy um, also off the pitch, just as much as it is on the pitch, but, you know, not really much controversy, just a lot of good news and a lot of bad news. So, you know, we'll talk about a lot of things today. Uh, as always, make sure you guys are always, uh, submitting, uh, your, uh, comments and questions, uh, to the mailbag. You guys have been filling that up and we're going to go through a couple of those questions right now. Uh, but make sure you, if you want to get involved with the show, uh, send your entries into hattrickpod at gmail.com. Again, that's hat trick pod at gmail.com why don't we jump right into the mailbag right now and we'll see what you guys are asking about today and our first question is going to come from todd in vermont uh todd is asking hi dylan uh what do you think about the situation regarding senegal and japan whereas senegal was not allowed to advance into the round of 16 under fair play rules. Do you think this should be changed in the future? Also, congratulations on your first episode. I enjoyed it very much. Can't wait to hear more from you. I appreciate that, Todd. So, let me um, pull a bit more clarification on that because we did talk about this in the last uh, podcast. So, the fair play rules are essentially, you know, things regarding yellow cards, red cards, fouls, stuff like that. Um, in the group stage, uh, Senegal did not advance because they accumulated more red cards, or no, I'm sorry, not, not red, uh, yellow cards than Japan. Japan had played essentially a fair game without less fouls. So that is why they advanced on the points, because they were equal on the amount of points that they had. Um, do I think that's fair? Yes and no, because there's not really much... I mean, I've thought about it a lot, and I don't know if there's a lot we can really do to make the rule more competitively fair, but not without making some really withstanding changes. So, I guess, to answer your question, Todd, I really am not sure what we can do. I think for now, the rule can remain in place. It's just one of those unfortunate mishaps that just kind of happened in the World Cup. And another thing for players to be more conscious about, hopefully going forward, but I don't know if that'll make much of an impact. But uh, this is the quite the head scratcher. I think we need to dive into more about this in the future. Uh, there's definitely more they could do to try and make it competitive, friend, competitor friendly, based on you know the intensity of the games and yellow cards being accumulated as often as they are. It's 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 something we have to tackle um, in great detail. So. Um, for now, I think the rule will remain in place, and we have to do what we can, as fans at least, to, you know, understand not everything goes our way with FIFA. FIFA is a very complicated 
complicated entity. So we just have to try and do our best to, you know, accept things. But Senegal played wonderfully. I think they would have done well in the round of 16. Japan have done fantastic. Um, and uh, did, did fantastic. Unfortunately, they were knocked out uh, in the round of 16. But they played a great game. And their gesture after the game, we're going to talk about that um, later on. But thank you so much, Todd, for the question. Let's take one more, and then we're going to dive right into the round of 16. Let's go through... I have it marked here. Ah, yes, Mark from Arizona. Mark from Arizona. Is Wayne Rooney's career dead? DC United doesn't look like exactly the place for him to revive his already dead career. He's there, there convinced. Um, so, Wayne Rooney... Manchester United legend, recent Everton uh, player, was transferred to D.C. United. So he will be in the MLS, another um, legendary player entering MLS stages. Um, and, you know, the narrative that's being carried over with this is Wayne Rooney on the bad half of his uh, career, bad side on the age of 30, declining, He's just coming to MLS to have maybe like one or two good seasons, and then he's just going to filter away. You know, and the MLS has been regarded as a place for retirement, you know, retirement football, you know, because so many players who have just been so old have just come through here and played. David Beckham, you know, recently Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and then you have players like David Villa, who's succeeding, uh, Frank Lampard, Andrea Pirlo, Steven Gerrard. You know, then you have like players like, like Giovanni De Santos and Sebastian Giovinco who play, you know, and play well at young ages. You know, not young, but essentially, like, you know, the ages you can be competitive. You know, so there, there's always difference in that. But Wayne Rooney, you know, he still can contribute to a football club, and he could definitely contribute to DC United. I think that he's going to be the best player they've ever had. Uh, I think he'll do well. I think he'll do very well. I think he'll perform well. Um, Def will be a starter uh, consistently. I think he'll also be playing up front again. I think that's where, you know, he can he, he can succeed as up front as a striker. Maybe center attacking mid. Um, we just have to, we have, we have to just see what, what he can do. You know, what he can do, what he can't do. Uh, Wayne Rooney is in the latter half of his career, so I don't think it's dead. I think it's dying, but I don't think it's dead. Um, do I see this as an opportunity for him to return to Europe? Absolutely not. I think this is where his career is going to end. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, Wayne Rooney will, you know, be a memory pretty soon. He is, he's a memory to Manchester United fans. Trust me. He, we don't even remember that dude. Um, which is unfortunate. He was a great, great, great player for our club. And I'm a huge Manchester United fan. And I just know that, you know, Wayne Rooney was the top of the top cream of the crop when it came to Manchester United at a time. But unfortunately... Those days are behind us. So, thank you guys so much for submitting those questions. Uh, we'll tackle some more next week. Let's jump into the round of 16. So, first game I really want to just go in and just talk about. You know, and we'll, we'll try to keep things, you know, not, not too long-winded. Um, of course, you remember, 30 minutes. So, uh, we'll just go right down the list. So, Uruguay and Portugal. Cristiano Ronaldo knocked out. I was not really expecting this. I really thought Ronaldo was coming into the World Cup on a good level. But he did only just have a hat trick in the first game that he played. And then he really didn't put much of an impact in the remainder of the group stage. 
So, you know, Uruguay is very solid at the back. Diego Godin and Jose uh, Maria Jimenez are phenomenal uh, in the center back positions. Uh, they do very well. Uruguay has a strong defense. They gave Portugal hell um, in the attacking runs that Portugal tried to make because it just broke everything up. And despite the goal Portugal got, it just wasn't enough. They, they really just could not muster enough to get by Uruguay. They just played absolutely clinic football. Very decisive, very forward attacking. They pressed Portugal a lot in the first half. They really made sure they were not going side to side. They were very, very direct in their attacking, and it really did quite well. Uh, Uruguay uh, got past them pretty well. So that's uh, something to talk about there. You know, Ronaldo being knocked out of the World Cup again. I'm sure he'll be back, but probably not. I don't know. I don't know. He might not be. Uh, when he comes back, he's going to be. Uh, maybe 36, 37, and man, I don't know if he's going to be as good as he was, you know, this year. I mean, we never know, you know, and remember, we have to also tackle that transfer up to Juventus. That's definitely going to come up in today's episode. We have to discuss, you know, age and stuff like that when it comes to transfers like these. So we'll get into that uh, later on in the episode. Uh, second match, France-Argentina, Messi knocked out. France won 4-3. Argentina gave them hell, but it was not enough. Uh... This might be the last we see of Messi in the World Cup. I, re- I really think this is the last we're going to see of him. I think it's over. I, I, I'm I'm generally shocked, you know, and I, I this has just come, come to dawn on me, you know, in the past few days. I don't understand why Messi is regarded as one of the greatest of all time and yet has never won a World Cup. I don't know how that really... Because, you know, when we think of GOATs, we think of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is the GOAT. LeBron James, potential GOAT. You know, the basketball area. Uh, baseball, you know, who's who's the greatest of all time in baseball? I mean, I mean, names that pop off my list of, like, some of the greatest of all time. Ken Griffey Jr., he's one of the greats. Uh, if you want to talk current baseball, you know, in the recent years of greatest of all times... You know, Derek Jeter, great shortstops. Pete Rose, he's one of the greats. You know he's, you know, not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, goodness gracious, why am I blanking on some of the names that are, like, greats of all time? Some of them are cheaters, which is why I'm very, like, like the names I want to pick on. I don't know. Baseball's, you know, the baseball has their greats. My, my, my point is, my point is, everyone has their greats, and they're very distinguished. Their goats are very distinguished in the sports. Soccer is, you know, they have all the trophies, obviously, domestically and internationally. I'm sure, you know, they have, like, like success, but Messi's never won a World Cup. Uh, Ronaldo hasn't won one, as far as I know. He's won a Euro, though. Uh, He's won a Euro Cup. Um, He's won plenty of Champions Leagues and plenty of league titles. Uh, He's a phenomenal player. I just, I don't know, really, if we could put Messi as the greatest of all time. And certainly, I don't know if we could put him ahead of Ronaldo. I don't think I don't think we can. I think Ronaldo is just too great a player to put behind Messi. But you know, I think the ghost conversation will definitely is going to be brought up in this podcast one day in a very great length, where we can really dive in and talk about it more. But, but for now, we'll leave that alone. You know, we don't want to take too long with everything, so let's just jump right back into the matches. Brazil, Mexico. Brazil wins two nothing. Mexico knocked out. Uh, unfortunately, L3 could not muster. Dosa Cero got 
done to them by Brazil. That's not a good sign either. So, but all in all, great, great run for Mexico. They beat Germany. Uh, great run in the group. Brazil, very good job in the uh, cup match, uh, in the round 16 match. Neymar, of course, doing Neymar things as well. Diving, yada, yada, yada. We'll move on. Belgium, Japan. Belgium advanced 3-2. Great game for Japan. Absolutely phenomenal. They were intense. Made Belgium work for it. Belgium came from behind to win. Uh, their resolve is amazing in Belgium as well. Romelu Lukaku, uh, Eden Hazard, just great players in the attacking. Uh, Alex Witzel, Mario Fellaini, surprisingly having good matches with that big top throw of his. So um, Japan, just to put a side note on them as well, um, made a wonderful gesture. Uh, the locker room and the field after the game was done, they cleaned it up. The trash, they cleaned the locker room, they left it spotless. And left a note saying, you know, pretty much saying, thank you for the opportunity for us to perform here. We enjoyed ourselves. Please accept this. You know, we cleaned the locker room so you guys wouldn't have to worry about it. And, you know, it's just things like that, man, really make you love this sport. And, you know, I got to understand, Japan has a, has a traditional, is a traditional country of honor and, 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 and great respect in their history. And just showing this is just such a positive look on this World Cup and, you know, just a positive look on their program. You know, Japan form, performed well. Um, in my opinion, and I, I don't think they should be overlooked. I think their, their players performed well as well, and they should be looked at as potential, uh, you know, signings and, you know, and coming over, you know, to Europe, I, I think. I think they did perform very well, and just a really great story behind the Japan national team, clean up the locker room, clean up the field, just absolutely great stuff, man. we got to move on with four more matches. Spain and Russia. Russia advance, and that is incredible. Absolutely incredible how far Russia have gone to this World Cup. This host nation is really giving it everything they got, and the fans are behind them. Knocking off a big wig in Spain, and we, we got to point this out too. David De Gea was absolutely dreadful in this World Cup. And as far as I'm concerned, he needs to stay at United another season. He's been talking about going to Real Madrid. The transfers have been rampant about him leaving. But he performed like that in the World Cup. His value went so far down. Oh, my God. Like, Gabriel Ochoa from Mexico got should be getting, you know, big money moves and stuff like that. The guy's phenomenal. David De Gea was dreadful in this World Cup. And, you know, to lose on penalties in the end of the game, uh, the match ended 1-1, but ended 4-3 on penalties to Russia. There's actually two more games that ended on penalties. Really intense round of 16. You... You see... De Gea just perform at such a godlike feat, making him definitely the best goalkeeper in the world. I still think he holds that. But although then again, Belgium's Thibaut Courtois is is rivaling him. But you know, I don't know if I don't know if Courtois can can surpass David De Gea because just if you go back and watch David De Gea at Manchester United this season and seasons prior, this man is an absolute freak in goal. He is just the best goalkeeper I've ever seen. He is just phenomenal, quick, decisive, a strong leader. He is just the guy you want in your team. And just after this World Cup, it's very, very distracting. But I think if he comes to United this season, he's going to perform very hard, uh, as he always does. He performed what hard as he could at the World Cup, didn't pan out. United, he performs just like out of a godlike feat. So 
Uh, hopefully, David De Gea can recover from a bad performance. Uh, moving on, Croatia and Denmark. Croatia getting passed on penalties as well. 3-2. Penalties, 1-1 the draw. What's the score of the game? Not much to really talk about in this game. Uh, Denmark gave them hell, uh, especially in the uh, in the penalties. But Croatia's just so good, man. Just so, 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 so good. Uh, it's It's really quite... Impressive to see how good that team is getting. They have some great players on that team. They were overlooked, I think, at this World Cup. How good they could be. They swept the group. Uh, we'll see how far they go. Sweden and Switzerland. Sweden winning one nothing. And my goodness gracious, what do they need Zlatan Ibrahimovic for? Zlatan, the great Swede, uh, not in the World Cup uh, squad this year. And they, they, I don't think he's missed at all. They've done very well. Um, Emil Forsberg. Has done well for them in, uh, in scoring. Uh, they've had so many good players uh, just coming in and out of the lineup and really just keeping Sweden solid. Uh, you know, just it, it, it's good to see, you know, programs that haven't shown great promise in Europe are just doing well here. And hopefully it's a positive mindset going forward for them. As for Switzerland, hey, listen, you tried. Not much we can say for that game. 1-0 victory was the score of the game. And the final match, England-Columbia. Woo! England. If they feel the window closing on them right now, I think they feel it now more than ever. The ages of their players, it's just, you know, it's it's a, it's it's not going to be looking good going forward in terms of age. They don't get some younger players into the team. So England's going for it, man. They beat Columbia 1-1, 4-3. Uh, penalties. Score dream was draw one one. They they won on penalties four three. And uh, you know there was a there was a situation in this game too that it was really surprising. There was a player I can't remember his name. It was on Columbia. He headbutted uh, Jordan Henderson, uh, one of the midfielders of England, and was not sent off. It was a yellow card. Was not sent off. Very surprising. I was watching the game. Saw that. Mealy yelled get red card. Send him off. That's absolutely unacceptable. And it was allowed. Really was shocking that that game went the way it did. Um, I think Columbia should have been down to 10 men, and I think England could have absolutely uh, pummeled them. They were very decisive on the ball. Um, uh, manager Gareth Southgate, though, I feel like his tactics sometimes just don't make sense. England do pay a, play a five at the back formation, but very hardcore attacking left uh, wing backs. Um, Kevin Trippier and... Um, Oh, my goodness, I can't remember the name of the left side. I believe Danny Rose is the other one. Or Ashley Young, rather. I'm sorry, Ashley Young is the left wing back they use. And that's surprising. Ashley Young is getting World Cup runs at this age. But he's performed so much in Manchester United, he played his way in. So, yeah, that was the um, last match in round 16 that really got it. Some interesting works. Um, I think we will actually uh, talk a couple of quarterfinal games Um uh, in this episode, just 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 to throw something in there, uh, I don't want to leave it out. And then we're going to talk about uh, Cristiano Ronaldo um, to end the episode. Uh, we'll, we'll spend a, a good amount of time on that. But just to talk to you about uh, what the quarterfinals, um, France and Uruguay played. If France won two nothing, they're in the semifinal against Belgium, who beat Brazil, who was a huge World Cup favorite. Um, I think now that the uh, the arrow very very much points to France, if they could beat Belgium. Uh, they would have to go up against either Russia, Croatia, Sweden, or England uh, in their final. Um, out of that bottom group right now, currently 70 minutes in, 
Uh, England is up to nothing. I see them going on to the semifinal. Absolutely incredible efforts. Uh, the two o'clock match against Russia and Croatia will determine their opponent. I'm picking Croatia to get through in that match. They've just played so well. I don't think Russia can do it, but we've seen crazier things before. Anyway, France 2-0 over Uruguay. Belgium 2-1 over Brazil. They'll play their semifinal. And then we'll see what happens. I assume England versus whoever wins Russia and Croatia. Um, we have 10 minutes to go. And then I want to you know, wrap it up. But let's talk about Cristiano Ronaldo. Potential transfer to Juventus. For 81 million euros. I mean... I, it's very hard for me to see this transfer going through, but the reports keep coming out day after day, hour by the hour, that this is so close to happening that I'm just... I, I can't be inclined to not believe it's true. And... You know, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, I'm a Manchester United fan. <laughs> Ronaldo going to Juventus would break my heart, but at the same time, I have apprehensions about bringing him to the United, and I also have apprehensions about him going to Juventus because I don't know how they can use him. But, think about it. Juventus, apparently, is trying to buy, you know, their way into Ronaldo, and it's going to attract players to come play there. And Ronaldo to Juventus, with the team they already have, they already have Paulo Dybala uh, there already. So that's a one-two punch. You're not going to be able to slow down. I mean, that's incredible efforts there. But I don't know if Ronaldo gets Juventus all the way to the top. I'm pretty sure Ronaldo will help them get a title, definitely pull off a double. I don't know about a treble. But, you know, we've seen crazier things happen before, but I don't, I don't know. Ronaldo to Juventus just doesn't make much sense to me. I just don't know why it does, doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, Real Madrid is the best place for him. He succeeds there. But, you know, it, it could be a possibility that he's just not really feeling it anymore. And, you know, obviously with me as being a United fan, oh, if he came back to Manchester United, oh, my goodness, we'd be winning the league title. I mean, it clearly. <laughs> I just have so much confidence in that. But I also know that, you know, we, 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 could, we could definitely use Cristiano Ronaldo on the team, but we don't really need him. On the team, you know, it, it, it's it, it's kind of a thing where, you know, Ronaldo, tactically left winger striker could play left mid, right mid, right wing. You know, he's a, he's a winger and striker attacking. He's an attacking player. As far as the back, he's going to go with center attacking midfield and left mid, right mid. He he could absolutely dominate in Italy, but I just don't see why he would leave Real Madrid. I understand Real Madrid's going through a lot of, you know, player turnover. Uh, Gareth Bale's very unsettled there, and he wants to leave. You know, and they also are trying to bring in a rumored, like players like Neymar, uh, Kylian Mbappé, which would be huge, 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 huge for that team. Because Kylian Mbappé in this World Cup, who I forgot to mention, had great performances for France in this, in this tournament. He's been absolutely phenomenal. And... Kylian Mbappe is about to become one of the best players France has ever had. Probably one of the greatest players in the world. Uh, he and Neymar are definitely about to start competing for uh, 
that GOAT status up to Ronaldo and Messi as they've gotten older. Neymar and uh, Kylian Mbappé are definitely the ones coming up and um, dominating the football scene uh, without doubt. But, you know, I I really don't think Ronaldo should leave Real Madrid. And if he did, I don't think Juventus is the right spot. And because I just don't know what he can accomplish there that he couldn't accomplish with Real Madrid. He's already comfortable. Even though um, Zinedine Zidane stepped down, and I don't know why he did. Uh, he won a Champions League and then was was left Real Madrid. That still baffles me to this day about that. I don't understand that at all. But you know what? There are certain things we just don't understand about this game. And I guess Ronaldo probably is not looking forward to dealing with the turmoil of player turnovers at Real Madrid. And I think he just wants out. But, I mean, come on, dude, come back to Manchester United. Come on, United. But, you know, what do we do with Lexi Sanchez, who will definitely not be happy to give up the number seven shirt because we know for sure he ain't wearing that while Ronaldo's at United. Ronaldo's, Ronaldo's going to get that seven shirt back whether Lexi Sanchez likes it or not. But all in all, in the end, you know, I, I guess Ronaldo to Juventus, I, 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 if it happens, it happens, and we'll just see what the... The result is, but man, that would be quite the, quite the shock if he were to just up and leave like that. I just don't see it happening. But you know what? Crazy things have happened, and I we need to be prepared for big transfers coming up in this window because it's definitely going to get heated. Uh, there are a lot of players that are going to be moving. The World Cup obviously has shown off some of the best players in the world. Uh, are currently not with the right teams, and that means the don't the top big teams in the world are going to want to buy him. So, we will see what happens with Ronaldo. I don't know if anything will come of it, but we will um, keep tabs on that as it comes. And with that, I think that uh, it's good for us today. I think that was a really great episode, guys. Um, got through a lot of talk about the World Cup, round of 16, a little bit of the quarterfinals. Um, we will definitely uh, keep tabs on this World Cup. I'll probably try to get the semifinal and the final in one episode, if depending if it's played in that much time. But, you know, we'll see what happens. It's almost over. Great World Cup. Enjoyed every moment of it. I hope you guys have too. A uh, couple of things I want to talk about just before we wrap up today. Um, so, as you guys know, um, you guys have been very active on 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 the on the mailbag. You've been asking me a lot of questions about the, about the uh, podcast, and one of them that I picked up is, "Are you looking for a co-host?" And you know what? I kind of am looking for a co-host right now. I I am I have um, some friends of my former colleagues of mine from college, and you know who just know the sport. Um, who, if they get to ever listen to this. Uh, and you know who you are because you've asked me about it. Um, I would love to get you guys on the podcast. Uh, and, you know, also, you know, if you guys have some expert opinions, you guys have some things you want to talk about, you know, I would love to have a fan segment put into the show just to talk with you about a certain topic, you know. And, you know, just I, you guys got to remember, this podcast is for you. So I really want you guys to get involved with it. But, yeah, I am looking for a co-host if you got some time on your hands. Um, you guys know how to reach me. You have the email, hattrickpod at gmail.com, plus most of the people who want to be on the podcast are already friends with me on Facebook, so you already know how to reach me there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, I really want to get a lot of people involved with this show. I want this to get big, because, guys, it's gotten a lot of good responses. 
Uh, this is something you guys obviously really wanted, and I'm really glad I made the move to do this. But anyway, let's keep it at that for now. What a great, great day. I'm about to go out and enjoy it, watch the rest of this World Cup. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Great week. Keep watching the World Cup. Big, big matches coming up. And you know what? Uh, I don't know who's going to win. I, I would say all the signs point to France, but if Belgium beat France and England can just get to that final, ooh, that's a very, very big moment for those two countries. Uh, scenes at this World Cup this year in terms of who's advancing. We'll see what happens. With that being said, uh, that is the Hat Trick Podcast for today, everybody. Make sure you tune in next week for next week's episode. This is DDT, Dylan Davis, Toronto, saying peace. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.